0: Welcome, 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 my beautiful, beautiful friends. I am so happy to sit here sharing a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl Podcast: Conversations from the Heart. I um, I have to start off right away and just share I am in a really wild high energy mood. (laughs) I just came from the studio where I taught a live class. It's a new moon in Libra today. And I just did a live ceremony, a live class. And um, I mean, we're feeling these new moon Libra vibes all week. And it's paired with so much energy from so many different directions. I mean, I'm on some sort of high, but it's also the kind of high where like you're kind of manically laughing a little bit and you don't know if you're like happy laughing or going crazy laughing because life just is so crazy. But um, yeah, just a side note, that's where my energy is at today. This is a a really, really big and intense week. So astrology wise, which is how I start every day. (laughs) don't you all start every day checking out just the transits of the week like what's happening no but astrology wise we have so much happening right now and I feel like we really are seeing this manifested in the physical material world every single day I mean mercury stationed retrograde we know mercury retrograde is this big thing that people dread and you know communication is going to fail and your old ex-boyfriends are going to reach out out of the blue and you're going to have all this old wounded stuff all of a sudden come up and You're going to have technology issues and communication breakdowns and like, you know, we expect all these things to go wrong during Mercury retrograde, which um, for me in so many ways absolutely has happened. I mean, globally, we all saw this really trippy Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, like the whole blackout collapse that happened a couple days ago, which probably, yeah, is the most (laughs) this <laughs> the retrogradiest thing Mercury has ever done is to like completely shut down <laughs> all of these major apps. But it's like a typical thing that you wouldn't expect, but then that happens and you're like, oh, that makes sense. But particularly for this week and this new moon, and I'm just so anchored into this because I'm seeing it play out in my own life and I'm seeing it play out on this big global scale as well. So we have a new moon in Libra. I'm a Libra. It was just my birthday this week, so. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I'm i imagining you. I am imagining you right now just sending me lots of congratulatory, like spirit finger hands or something. Can you like spirit finger? <laughs> I told you I'm in a weird mood. I almost just said, can you please spirit finger me? <laughs> and, And I just stopped myself, but I had to say it anyway, because that was hilarious as fuck. Can you put your hands up and do like spirit fingers, you know, like that funny little like jazz handy kind of thing and just send me some good birthday vibes through the ether. And even though my birthday was a couple of days ago, like when you do this, as you listen to this show, I'm going to feel it because that's how energy works. Like I really, really, really believe. I mean, I'm recording this. It's Wednesday. You're going to be listening on Friday and you're sitting there. Spirit fingering me (laughs) from afar. (laughs) From afar. And I'm going to be Friday, like feeling like a just tired or low or sad about something. And all of a sudden, I'm going to feel all of this energy magic just coming my way through the ether. Like that's how it works. I swear, Pinky, Pinky swear or spirit finger (laughs) swear. Okay, I don't know what this podcast is going to turn into. But um yeah, it was my birthday today. New moon in Libra and Libra for like a little mini astrology download here. Libra is all about like of course the scales of justice and finding harmony and balance and like Libra is super diplomatic and also really into aesthetic stuff and beauty and creativity and like new moon in Libra generally is a pretty like beautiful creative time like a really wonderful time to set new intentions and to create something new and um, for this new moon like the new moon happens when the sun and the moon is conjunct right so we don't see the moon anymore from our view which means like the sun and the moon are sitting on top of each other at the same degree in the same sign but this time around we also had or have (laughs) some recording this mars like right in the middle of this and mars is the planet like kind of the planet of of passion and initiation but also the planet of anger and doing and kind of reactivity and of ego like it can be a really uh, challenging like dynamic to deal with so we have this little harmonious thing happening with the sun and the moon in libra and then mars is there just causing a ruckus basically which could just lead to a bunch of frustration and restlessness or a feeling like something's wrong or agitation. Like if you've been feeling kind of angry throughout this week or just really frustrated, like that's why. And also you might have had other people's anger or other people's defensiveness, you know, as you're relating because Libra is the sign of relationships. I mean, you might have had that directed your way this week, which is something that definitely, definitely has happened to me. You might have found yourself in like a bunch of weird arguments with people you normally don't argue with. Like I've had a weird, I had two super weird days with Dennis where I swear to God, it felt like everything we said to each other was just misinterpreted by the other person. Like something, I I, I mean, I, I. don't. I don't even... Like when you're in it, you just can get like stuck in this like rabbit hole of like, why aren't you listening to me? What's wrong with you? Like getting really, like I got so agitated. Like, that's not what I said. Like I made a joke about something and he just took it so wrong. Like not at all what I meant and got all upset. And like, (laughs) this is a real life scenario that happened. (laughs) The day before my birthday, Monday night, he's putting Leia to bed, which I feel like it's, it's my birthday Eve right? Like he should put the kid to bed so I can like have a quiet moment and enjoy myself. And I'm cooking. And like, I made a big like doll, like a big thing of lentils, like a curry. And I'm having a glass of Prosecco and lighting candles. And I'm just like getting excited for my birthday, enjoying myself in a really good space. And right as he goes to put Leia to bed, he casually says, Hey, can you make some beyond chicken patties for me or whatever you call those things? And I'm like, come on. Like I have made you a wholesome meal here. Like we have a whole foods, sweet potato, carrot, red lentil doll that I made with quinoa, like, and mango chutney. And like, it's like all prepared and nice. And you want to put like processed shit food on top of that. And he's like, come on, no, come on. Like, I just want like some on the side. Like I'm, I really like have been craving just like that, like a little junk food on the side. And I'm like, okay, okay. Like this is very Dennis, like very Dennis to do this. He does this quite often and it usually annoys me. But this time it didn't annoy me. I was like, okay, like that's fine. And I'm like, how many do you want? Casually, because I was going to make him like two, right? He goes, I don't know, maybe seven or eight. And I'm like, haha, okay. (laughs) And I'm assuming that he's fucking joking because seven, seven ginormous, like I mean, not ginormous, but they're like, I don't know if anyone's ever had Beyond Chicken. It's like a fake kind of processed vegan chicken. But seven, like seven of that is a whole meal. Like that is like crazy. Like I assume he's joking. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to make him seven of these things when we already have a full dinner, right? So I put four, (laughs) I put four in the oven, which I thought was like a lot for a person who already has dinner on the table, right? Right. And then I'm drinking my Prosecco and I'm enjoying my evening. Like it took a little while for Leia to fall asleep. Like Dennis comes out like 30 minutes later and then everything is ready. The dinner is like perfectly prepared. Everything's on the table. And he just looks at this plate of Beyond Chicken and he goes, what is this? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like this is your (laughs) Beyond Chicken. I said I wanted seven or eight. And he says it with his tone, right? And I'm like, What? No, that wasn't serious. You were making a joke. And he's like, why would I ever joke about that? And all of a sudden, we had a legit fight. <laughs> we had a legit, like, all out husband and wife kind of like fuck you fight over these motherfucking beyond chicken nugget things like for no reason whatsoever. Like in a normal energy, he would see that I made four and he would just be happy I made him four while he has dinner. Like it wouldn't be a thing. If he wanted more, he would have put some more in the oven. They think they take six minutes to make. I mean, it's a joke, but because of this Mars, like defensive, like kind of angry energy, like I really know that that's it because Dennis normally doesn't react this way at all he got pissed. He's like, okay, I'm putting the baby down and you can't even listen to me and make me my eight nuggets that I want. And then I'm like, excuse me. And I got so upset. Like I couldn't even laugh about it, which I normally would be like, come on. Hey, asshole, like put four more in the oven. Who cares? You know, I got so upset. I'm like, excuse me. You never listened to me. And that thing I asked about the other day where I wanted and then you didn't hear what I said. And all of a sudden <laughs> we are in a fight, like a fight about these damn chicken nuggets. <laughs> And I'm just, this is just so funny to me because it means nothing. Like it's not, it's a non-issue. It's just a really clear example of this energy kept everyone on their toes, super agitated for no reason. And then it's like, it went so far that I got so pissed that I just like sat down and started eating my dinner without waiting for him, (laughs) which I would never in a million years do. And I'm just like eating my, like angrily eating my sweet potato doll, like not talking to him. (laughs) We're sitting there in silence, just resenting each other. (laughs) I mean, for no reason. Until finally, he just looks at me and I just look at him. And we're just like, this is the stupidest fight we have ever had. Like we have never had a more stupid fucking fight ever. And then we just laughed and then the moment was over. Completely. Like, we never, like, it, it never, it was just gone. You know, all resentment and anger was just gone. But this is a great example of like this energy right now. One of the podcasts that I love to listen to, basically, the only astrology podcast that I really, really, really like go to is Ghost of a Podcast with Jessica Lanyaru, who's this amazing astrologer I love so much. And she had the funniest saying. She said this on her show about this Mars New Moon Libra conjunction. She said, so you have the new moon you have the moon and the sun in libra all harmonious like balanced having a great time and then mars sends them a dick pic I <laughs> love so hard. Like Mars takes that energy and just sends it a dick pic. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is the funniest analogy I have ever heard. I I like snorted laughing when I was out for a run listening to this podcast. But if you've had that feeling this week, like you're just going about your day and suddenly some asshole sends you a dick pic like that energy. We know that energy it's out of the blue. It's not welcomed. It's not consensual. It's just like a what the fuck moment, you know? of people of relationships like that is what we're dealing with this week just like so you all know and then we've also had I don't know how this is becoming like a astrology update podcast but you're very welcome we've also had all week Chiron sitting opposite Mars and the sun and the moon and Chiron if you've If you're into doing just some research around mythology and stuff when it comes to astrology, Chiron is a really interesting like road to go down. I find it so fascinating. Chiron is the wounded healer. So basically you can look up your birth chart and find where Chiron is in your chart, like what house, what sign, and you'll find your soul wound. Like basically Chiron is your soul wound, like the wound you are here to heal in this lifetime. And it's likely a wound that's going to be like a forever wound, you know, that you're going to be working with your whole life. It's not this one temporary thing that happens and then you're over with It's It's like over with, but it's a deep one, a big one. And when Chiron is opposite all of these energies, it's basically, yeah, it's, it's it could be chaos. It could be healing. It could be this major moment of healing in your life. Um, Or it could just be awful and like the craziest week where everything is going wrong and you're just like fighting with people and it's just not good. So wherever you are in these like areas, just like sit with that and trust that the path forward is doing more inner work. And I know it's a boring, it's a boring thing to say. I wish I had like a magical fun thing for us to do to get through weeks like this, But it's to do more inner work. Like every time we are presented with a major challenge, whether that challenge is influenced by astrological energy, which I truly believe influences us all the time or not, you know, and you're dealing with a regular old challenge, which for sure is influenced by astrology somehow. But you know what I mean? We can go the route of, we can go the beyond chicken route of getting super triggered and like going fuck you to every scenario that comes our way, right? And just getting defensive and like you're an asshole, but you and so and so. Or we can take that challenge and we can go deeper with it, you know, and really look within and see, okay, what's really beneath this? How have I played a role in this beyond chicken debacle? (laughs) how can I be more present with the things stirring inside of me when my husband tells me he's had a hard evening, right? Or when I feel he says he hasn't, I didn't listen to him and I immediately feel, but you never listened to me. Like there's stuff for me. I mean, I'm giving you the silliest like example ever, but of course there is a truth to that. Just that like foundation of that argument even, which is being seen and feeling heard and feeling listened to and feeling appreciated, Right. And in our relationships, we can just ping pong these things back and forth where Dennis is tired. He had a hard evening and then he feels like I didn't listen to him. And then he did this thing and then he doesn't get his needs met. He doesn't get his beyond chicken. (laughs) And I'm like, hey, here I am providing you with something beautiful, And then you're accusing me of not listening to you, which I just thought was a joke. And then, but you never listened to me. And then I go into my own wounding of all the times I didn't feel seen or didn't feel heard or didn't feel my needs were met, right? We're just open from something from the past, which of course ties into this big core thing of me feeling like my needs are never met. (laughs) I mean, and I can just like, this is all, it's just hard to adult right now, okay? It's just hard to adult. But so this energy is now, we go within to work with it. And um, because this week has been so batshit crazy, I had to, and I never do this for podcasts. Like I always just turn on the mic and I just talk, right? But I actually had to bullet point list the wild insanity that I went through this week because it's it's so specific and each each one was so kind of big. And then another thing happened and I forgot about the first thing, <laughs> So, let me uh, dial it back a little bit. So, one of the things that happened, this is like in the weekend, so like a couple days ago, just at the beginning of the week, when I was recording last week's podcast, I wanted to talk about bullies. And I had a kind of an idea in my head of like, oh, I really want to go into... Into this energy of kind of unpacking a little bit bullies that we come across in our lives because there's been some new allegations of psychological and kind of bullying abuse within the yoga world um, that's out recently. And it just triggered for me a lot of past experiences that I have had with people who I thought were spiritual teachers for me that turned out to just be bullies, that turned out to just be not that at all, where I left with some real like damage and and, and harm. And I was going to talk about that last week. But then I decided, you know what, I feel like unpacking this is going to like dig up some drama that I don't want to go into myself just personally. So I was like, no, you know what, I'm not going to do it. And then we had a great podcast about trauma triggers last week, which just came out of the blue, kind of. So I didn't talk about that. But literally, after that whole, I recorded that show, and I was had this, I, this bully theme was still in my mind. And then two things happened really quickly um, this weekend. One of them was that a person on Instagram sent me an unsolicited, a non-consensual, astrology interpretation of my personal chart. Now, if you're not into astrology, this might not make any sense, but if you are into astrology, you'll know that like a person's birth chart is so personal and there's so many sensitive dynamics there. And when we're talking about astrology, we're talking about people's psyches. We're talking about their personalities. Some people like to interpret and kind of predict future. Like I'm not into that in that like specific sense, but it's really, it can be really emotional and really challenging, right? So we talk about this in my yoga teacher training a lot. We don't give anyone ever unsolicited advice the same way we don't give anyone ever Unsolicited spiritual and I'm air quoting this because it's bullshit healing. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of people like, oh, I'm sending them reiki from afar, or I'm sending them like, like we can't sit down and do energy work on a human being without asking permission. I mean, this is such a major thing. We shouldn't even go like, we shouldn't go to our friends and give them a bunch of advice of what to do with their lives without them asking for our advice first. And this is such a like hard spot for me, like non-consensual advice. The world is filled with well-meaning people who don't listen when you speak, but are just waiting to provide what they feel are their solutions to all of your problems. When most of the times when we're sharing something with someone, it's just because we want to be heard. Right? It's just because we want someone else to hold space for us so that we can go deeper into our own story and into our own feelings and into our own journey where we already know what to do next. Right. And sometimes we're sharing a story with someone and we don't want anything fixed. We don't want any change at all. We just want to be listened to, right? That's like the biggest human longing we have as people is we just want to be seen and heard. And it's so fucking rare to find this in today's world. I really think so. I mean, we're not listening to each other. Most people don't even know how to actively, presently listen to someone. The world is just filled with kind of monologues you know where someone's talking and the other person is not listening it's not present is already in their head with what to say next and where to go from that and what about this thing that also reminds me of this that happened to me or happened to my friend and I know what you should do it's like there's not even a beat of space between one person sharing their story and then everything that comes bounces back at them you know it's like we just as society we suck at holding space for people So this is like a big pet peeve of mine is people who give other people unsolicited advice. I can't stand it. And I have a thing that I always do with all of my friends, like employees, people on the team, anyone in my life, I will ask, like when they're going through something hard or sharing something with me, what do you need now? Would you like some advice here or do you just want me to listen? And like, I swear nine times out of 10, I just want you to listen. And if the person wants specific advice about something, they're going to specifically ask, like, Hey, you went through this thing. You know, if it's like motherhood stuff or whatever, how did you navigate that? Do you, do you, do you have any advice there? Like they'll ask you if they want to hear a specific piece of advice. But so this is a thing that's always on my mind kind of. And I'm really mindful about this. And we don't send people, give people unsolicited advice. We don't send people Reiki or sit down and do healing work on someone that hasn't consented to that. I mean, that is like the number one most important thing. And I cannot count, I mean, on my two hands, how many times people have told me that like, oh, I saw you were going through something difficult. So I did a Reiki session for you or like I set up an altar for you and did this ceremony for you. And of course this is social media. So it's like, this probably happens to me more than other others, but we don't, we don't mess with people's energies without asking permission, right? Right. And I've also had it happen many times beautifully when someone has asked, like, I'm an energy, energy worker in this field, would you like a session, you know, from afar? And I go, yes, absolutely. How beautiful. Thank you. They'll tell me a time to ground and lie down or be quiet where I can openly receive because nothing is ever going to be healing if it's not asked for, if the other person isn't open to receiving it. If they don't want it, that shit is not healing. It's just intrusive and not okay. And what I have had happen to me this weekend is that this person, this complete stranger sent me a bunch of massive, like huge DMs really negatively and really kind of aggressively, like really, really aggressively telling me why my whole world is about to fall apart. Telling me why these things and these squares happening now. And for me in my personal chart is going to trigger this world of terrible things. And just like a long thing about how this bad thing is coming and this bad thing is coming and you really need to watch your back here and you should be feeling this. And it's like, hey, that is not, first of all, not at all my experience of this transit at all. And as astrologers, we can predict, oh my God, I just said we. (laughs) Does that mean I feel like an astrologer now? Stop it. Stop it. No. Someone asked me this yesterday, like how many <laughs> courses do you need to take before you call yourself something like an astrologer? And I said, Oh, I would never call myself an astrologer. That's like a lifetime of things. Maybe talk to me in 10 years. Right. And I just call myself one. I am an astrology enthusiast. Okay. I am not an astrologer, not there yet. Um, but that's funny, but especially in any kind of healing field, right? Astrologers are healers, yoga teachers, I mean, can be healers. Wakey masters can be healers. Meditation teachers can be healers. Like there's a million healing modalities that we can use to support and give other people tools. And this person. I mean, this really kind of a terrible person just sent me all of this stuff, all this negative stuff, the way she had interpreted my chart and I had already interpreted that same transit completely differently because I am in a I'm in my own life, right? I have done a certain level of spiritual work in these specific areas where I didn't have to go through that transit as terrible. And I think anyone predicting something future for anybody else saying, this is going to be bad for you. That is just a really not okay road to go down. I mean, it is not. An example I have of this was I had a reading in T happen. And I've been thinking about this so much this year because T obviously has been trying to enter my life in different ways. And I'm so anchored into the medicine of tea right now. I was in Mexico and I had a tea reading just randomly from a woman who asked if I wanted one. And I said, sure. And who very casually, and I remember this because she said it so casually in this reading. She told me about my life and about my future and also about my past. And She just told me a lot of stuff about my life. And then she kind of casually said, So yeah, you're going to lose your first child, a daughter, uh, but then your second child, you'll have another girl and and you're going to live a long life together. And then she breezed on to another topic about health or, or something like that. And I remember feeling a knife in my heart. I mean, it was like I lost my breath, you know, and I come from a past, like a really, really deeply conditioned past where I am terrified of losing people. And the fear that I had that I was already walking with then, I mean, this was way before I had a kid. I mean, I think before Dennis and I were even married, I was so terrified to, be, to get pregnant because I was so scared I was going to have a kid who might die. Like I, That was a huge, major trauma fear for me. And then this person, you know, who called himself a psychic and a reader just kind of casually told me, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose my baby. And this did a number on me. I mean, I cannot even begin to tell you how much worse this made, this fear I already had, how much terror I lived with because of this irresponsible reading that I received from this woman. And maybe she felt like it wasn't 100% set in stone. So she just breezed past it or she didn't think it was a big deal. And Dennis and I went so far that like a couple of months after that or was it when we got pregnant? I can't remember, but it resurfaced like a couple years later and a few months before I was pregnant with Leia Luna, I had a really, really, really crazy period where I normally bleed for two or three days and I bled for like 10 days and I had so much pain and it was just really wild and intense. And Dennis later said, he's like, I, what if that was a miscarriage? What if you miscarried a baby? And that was what that woman was talking about. And I'm like, whoa, 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 over here, (laughs) we're here trying to connect dots to make sense of what just an irresponsible human being told me one time, you know, I'm like in my head making up that maybe I had a miscarriage so that I never, am going to have to like walk around with the terror of, is my daughter going to die at any moment? Because this person told me that, I mean, it's just so not okay, so messed up. And that's an example of that, how when we hear, especially from a person that we put a little bit on a pedestal, as like, here's a psychic, here's my yoga teacher, here's an astrologer, like someone puts themselves up there in that pedestal of knowing, I know more than you, I'm a psychic, I can tell the future, I know what's going to happen to you. You know, it's like this big power imbalance. And then you hear something bad from a person like that, it can really fuck up your life. And knowing now what I know about these healing modalities, there is no such thing as set in stone, right? In astrology too, you can read transits and see what may happen in someone's life. You can read someone's birth chart, but there is free will. Every moment of every day, you can choose, are you going to walk to the left or are you going to walk to the right? Which fork in the road, where are you going? You know, we have free will to decide for us every day. So there's no such thing as every single step of the way on our path is faded and will happen this way. Like, that's just not what it is. So when this person sent me this, like this really messed up, unsolicited, unasked for astrology interpretation, I just really calmly said, hey, um, I really think it's great to to anchor into as a rule of thumb to never give someone a reading or a healing approach or an interpretation uh, without first asking for consent. And I really wish you would have asked my consent before you sent this because this to me was not okay and feels really violent. Like it feels really aggressive. So thanks, but no thanks. I am not open to receiving uh, an interpretation from a stranger. Um, And I really think you should rethink doing this in the future. And then of course this person <laughs> like lost their minds, sent me like 20 crazy DMs. I mean, it was just yeah, started trolling me basically, like was not yeah. Had to block them. And I had to block them on other social media platforms because that's how trolls work. You block them one place, they come somewhere else, you know. It was just this really like terrible dynamic that I really don't want to deal with, right? That's not about me at all. So that happened and I was already like, that's kind of bullyish behavior. Like who does that? And right after this, okay, this is the bigger one of all the things that came my way this this week. And I'm just realizing as I'm about to share it, I have to take a breath. <laughs> oh my God. I hope I'm not stressing you out with this podcast because I'm so high energy. Let's take a breath, all of us together, mainly me. Inhale, and open mouth, exhale. So from here, in deeper into this week of of crazy transits, I go to the yoga studio, I go to Island Yoga, and I've been spending a lot of time in my office there. Uh, We are moving to Sweden. So I have this long master list of things that need to get done. Uh, before we can move like we have to pack so many things up and the studio is kind of a mess because what's left of our belongings from our old house is at the studio we have three shalas we have luna sol and terra shala there so terra and sol are completely like we've taken them over as storage kind of and i really want to clear everything out and leave this beautiful space when we leave and um and i was i I arrived and i put my things in my office and then i went out into the cafe because we have a our vegan cafe origin there that we have in partnership with two friends of ours. And it's so busy. I mean, Origin is, is is our in-person business that is doing better than anything else that we do that's in person after the, the, the pandemic. It's just so busy and it's so beautiful. And it's just people who've never heard of Island Yoga. They've never heard of our studio. They don't do yoga. They don't, you know, it has nothing to do really with, with, with the studio. They just show up to eat at Origin because Origin is so popular now, which is such a blessing and so beautiful. So oftentimes, of course, like Dennis is there making coffee and working, and then I come in and we have a coffee together, and then I go work. And we sat there for a while. Like he made me a coffee, we were talking about some stuff, and just kind of sitting in the cafe. And then I go to my office, he followed, and we had a little meeting about something. And then it was time for him to go get Leia at school and and take her to swim class, because it was swim class day. Um, So I guess this was Monday, I think. And uh, he goes. And I sit in my office and after a while, like an hour, I'm like, oh, I want a cup of tea. Let me go to the cafe and get a cup of tea. I go to the cafe, order a chai and turn around and I'm left face to face, like standing uncomfortably close to me, face to face with the woman who started the movement that led to cancel Yoga Girl that happened last year. So if you haven't been listening to this podcast for a year, one year ago, I went on Instagram stories and as part of a long story that I shared about responsible traveling and just a lot, it was a long story about me feeling worried that a lot of tourists are suddenly flooding Aruba and we had spikes in uh, COVID cases happening again because we had so much tourism flooding to the island where people traveled really irresponsibly. And I was talking about this on on social media, that we need to protect this vulnerable community of our little island. And I was really worried and worried for our kids. And it was just very well-meaning, right? But in that story, there's a four-second clip where I just like shrug it off. It's the end of the story. And I'm like, hey, okay. So basically what I'm saying is just like, don't come to Aruba right now, okay? (laughs) And this woman, um, her name is Rona, She uh, lives on the island, she's American, she's not a local, she's not, you know, with roots here, and she has a gossip blog, just a very gossipy gossip blog. Um, She picked up the story, edited out everything else that I said, and pieced together like an 18 second clip where basically it looks like I went on Instagram to tell the whole world and all of my 2 million followers to never come to Aruba again to not come to Aruba, to, to take, basically to take um, money away from the locals, to take tourism away. And she paired this, um, this video with a long, really, truly, I mean, awful and filled with lies, like a blog post about how I am doing this on purpose hurting the local community, um, basically taking food from people's plates. And here's the unemployment rate and kids are going to starve. And here I am some social media celebrity uh, maliciously from my ivory tower, um, trying to harm the local population, basically. And it was just, you know, do I wish I could take that back and not say that the way I said it? yes, of course I did. Um, it came from this deep, you know, love for my community and for this island and care. Right. And, you know, it might not sound like a crazy thing to say, cause this was the peak of the pandemic when it was really, 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 truly bad. I mean, all of New York was shut down. It was just, everything was shut down everywhere. And to say like, don't travel mid pandemic or travel responsibly, maybe wasn't such a crazy thing to say, but Aruba was in this crazy vulnerable place. And, um, Everything was just the biggest mess of all time, politically and government wise. And just there was so much fear happening. So basically what happened is that she became kind of the fire starter for this movement that became Cancel Yoga Girl, where we had thousands of people, basically the entire population of this island, turn against me personally and started sending my family death threats. (laughs) <laughs> That's the recap. Um, and those death threats were, I mean, the amount of violence that was directed our way was, I mean, the, the most traumatic thing that has ever happened to me as an adult, by far. Um, we had to hire armed guards to patrol the street outside of our house because we had so many people writing us that they were going to come rape me. They were going to come uh, hurt me. They were going to shoot me. Um, they were going to burn our house to the ground. They were going to burn the studio down. People would share like explicitly ways of how they were going to murder me and how they were going to harm me. People shared photos of Leia and me and Dennis, like my daughter, this is the daughter. She goes to so-and-so school. I mean, it was basically, we had a mob of thousands of people suddenly wanting to, to hurt us. I mean, it's the most unsafe I have ever felt in my life. And, uh, and it was, you know, feeling unsafe, in my home you know it wasn't just like we went somewhere and that didn't feel safe it's like feeling unsafe in my home environment fearing for my daughter's life i mean it was the the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my in 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 adulthood by far and it was all caused and created by this one woman rona and even as things got really 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 bad and it became abundantly clear that every line has been crossed. This family's safety is now completely out the window. I mean, this there's violence, it's, it's scary. Not even then did she stop, right? But she posted more things and left all the comments up there, let people just, basically this sent her more clicks to her site than I think she's ever had in her life with threads and threads and threads of violence and threats that she left up on this page and then posted another blog making it all worse it just never ended right um and since this happened uh it, it just became kind of hard for me to compartmentalize all the people that all, all of a sudden i couldn't um be friendly with anymore because so many people turned against us at that time and uh no only one person in my whole life of everyone i know actually came to me afterwards and said, I'm so sorry, I jumped on that train. That was not okay. That was crazy. You know, one out of thousands, right? And she was at the center of this. She started this, she created this and, and also didn't do anything to stop it when it got really bad, but that sort of fueled that fire. And this is a, a year ago and all throughout the year, I haven't left Aruba. I mean, I've been here the whole time. I haven't seen her or come across her one single time. And all of a sudden. It's basically like the year anniversary of this moment. There she was, and she's wearing a mask, and she's standing really close to me, and she is in my cafe, right? And she shared—I mean, I don't know how many blogs for people urging people to boycott my business. No one should ever set foot at our cafe. No one should ever come to the studio. We should close our doors forever. Um, I mean, really urging people to boycott us. But there she was, right, standing in my cafe one year later. And just our eyes met and it was one of those moments where just everything kind of slowed down and I realized like, holy shit. And I was alone. I didn't have Dennis there. And uh, right at that moment when it was kind of like one of us would have said something or needed to say something or act somehow because we really were face face to face. Um, Then Manuel at the cafe, he was like, here's your tea. And he just reached me my tea and then I turned around and I grabbed my tea and I turned around and she had gone to her table. And I was just like, I took my tea. I went into my office and I sat down and I had a physical, I had a physical trauma reaction. I kind of thought I was done with this whole situation. Like it was a year ago. We've moved on. I mean, I'm not done. Uh, I haven't done actually any physical work around this, this thing that happened. I mean, all of my safety was taken away. I, I lost my whole community here. I lost my life here. It is what led us to moving away from Aruba. If this hadn't happened, we never would have thought about leaving the island ever. I mean, it's completely like resulted in this major, major loss of of so much for me. And I come back to my office and my body starts trembling uncontrollably. I mean, uncontrollably. I cannot keep my body from shaking so I sit down on the couch, like I have a couch in my office that's long where you can, you can lie down. And I sit down on the couch and I'm leaning back and I'm just, I, I can't, can't, couldn't stop shaking. Like I couldn't, couldn't keep my body from, from shaking. And I start, I start crying. I start hyperventilating. And it, it became one of those moments. I haven't had one of these moments in so long where I just, I lost control of my body in a sense. And I, I didn't feel safe. Right. And this is a moment where you need some sort of, anchor like a tether to the earth you know I could have used a a person's physical touch there like a hand on my shoulder a hug like if I would have had someone with me I probably wouldn't have spiraled that that far but it was just a really scary I don't know maybe 20 minutes maybe longer I don't know where I just couldn't yeah it, it took a long time for me to get back into my body and I have a lot of techniques and tools that I've learned just in trauma healing groups and working with trauma healing myself where that I normally apply for students or that that we share in groups um, to help other people because I haven't had one of those moments in an alone kind of setting before not in a structured like healing retreat setting and I just talk myself through all the things You know, a really great one for if you ever feel like you're completely disassociating and you're just completely dysregulated and you've lost all sense of presence in in the moment and in your body is to work with the senses. You know, what is something I can touch? So I'm like touching the couch. Okay, I can touch the couch and I'm just like touching the couch, telling myself I I can touch the couch. Okay, what is something you can see? Okay, I can see the clock. There's a clock on the wall. Okay, what is something you can smell? like I can smell I can smell the chai and it was like the smell kind of brought me back what is something I can feel okay I can feel there's this blanket next to me and just like going through the senses what can I hear I could hear the bustle of the cafe and just going around like to just to drop into the body and kind of leave that dysregulated state which helped but even talking about this now like I'm a little bit shaky you know So basically meeting the woman who started this major out of control scary thing, yeah, triggered in me this major out of control terrifying fear uh, and feeling of unsafety that apparently still resides in my body. And it was one of those, you know, I called Dennis and he was just, yeah, (laughs) his thing is always, he's so scared that things are gonna get worse, right? Cause I call him when I was like back in my body, I'm like, you need to come here now so we can kick this woman out. It is not okay for her to frequent our place. This is our place. This is not okay. I mean, what she did to us, what she let happen to us, what she started. I mean, maliciously, really, truly like this is, uh, this is I, if I have to think of the worst person I know, the most God awful like person that I truly like the worst, most malicious person I can ever think of. That's her face. That's the face. I can't think of anyone else that ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a child involved. Like I can't, I can't, I can't go, go, to go there. And I'm like, you need to come here and throw her out. I, I don't have the strength. Like I can't even feel my legs. Like I can't do this on my own. She needs to go. Like she needs to leave. Like this is not okay for her to be here. Like who does she think she is? And kind of the, the the guts of her, right? She knows this is my place. I mean, I, I worked with her before. She used to have a magazine and she asked me to be on the cover of her magazine to promote her magazine here. And we've had some sort of relation before. It's not like she doesn't know me, you know? She could have like, hey, I see this story you posted. Um, here's how I interpret it. Like, I think you should take it down or explain what you mean. Or like she, no, you know, she's just a malicious human being. Like there's people like that. And then Dennis goes into like, hey, you know, do you want to, are we going to start? Are we going to open this chapter now? You want to open yourself back up to the vulnerability of having her start another fire, you know, or blog again or, you know, do something again just to bring awareness to this thing that happened one year ago. Like if that happens, it's just going to hurt us. You know that it's just going to hurt us. It's just going to be like a longer run, like harmful thing. And we're moving, you know, we're moving, we're leaving the island. Like all of this, it's like a full circle of the thing that triggered us, like not wanting to live here anymore to us actually moving. Like, it's like a full circle moment. And he's like, what if this would start this huge drama with this actual crazy person who is just so harmful? And then we leave and we leave the cafe, like in the shit, you know, that's not okay. And it's so true, like I really, like I appreciate his grounded sense of just objectivity that he has, but I just needed him to come right back. I'm like, I cannot be here alone, like I don't feel safe here alone. And um, breathing through that, and I mean, the next day I was really happy that I didn't kick her out actually, it feels now like taking the higher road and just, yeah, she can come and spend her money here. I just wish I had a heads up, you know, I just wish I could kind of be prepared that this, that she was, I don't know. I wish I wasn't faced with that kind of vulnerable moment alone, you know, but has there ever (laughs) aside from blacking out all of Facebook, this is also a very Mercury retrograde opposition to Chiron, (laughs) like past wound trigger. I mean, it really fits in with the theme of this week. And I was so shook by this also shook that I thought I had processed it more than I had. Right. And now I know, okay, I have this massive thing to deal with. Like I'm not done here. I need to, I'm probably going to need to do some trauma healing modality, you know, proper trauma healing breath work or shaking exercises. Like I'm going to need to do some work to get this out of my system because my system is still in shock. And I think I just shut down. I went into like defensive, like have to protect my family mode. And I, yeah, we survived that thing, but I mean, barely. It was, <laughs> I don't even know how. <laughs> how. I remember then and when I recorded a podcast called Cancel Yoga Girl. We did that that week where we were able to laugh and find a sense of humor in it. But that was from a completely shut down place. I mean, it really was like we had to laugh. We had to, or we would have not, we wouldn't have made it here. I mean, it was so, so, so scary. But anyway, so I mean, that happened. And this, of course, leads up to, I don't want to know if it's the main event. I don't know. Uh, My birthday. My birthday, of course, is the main event of the week. (laughs) And uh, right before my birthday, I don't know, was this the same day? I don't know if I'm getting like my days confused. But I uh, got a notification that Instagram might shut my account down, which now it felt like a huge thing, like, oh, my goodness, and I feel I'm going to save that for another episode just because that that on its own I want to do an episode talking about censorship and I would love to do an episode just talking about like how vital our need to communicate bad shit that happens in the world, how important that is, our like absolute human right to be able to speak up against abusive shit, which is what I have done just saying fuck the patriarchy, which apparently is enough for Instagram to want to silence you and shut your account down. I mean, there's a big conversation there, but this is also like the most mercurial retrograde thing ever for, for me to suddenly receive a, all of your forms of communication might shut down infinitely, Right. I mean Instagram is my it's the source of my livelihood it's how I take care of my family it's how how I invite abundance I mean it's how I share my life like it's such a center of my life and it has been for so 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 long so just Instagram going like I don't know if we don't know if we want you here anymore was like a big uh, a big moment right like a crazy thing All of this stuff I mean all of this wild craziness this kind of like weird out of the blue bullying astrologer to like me wanting to talk about bullying. Like I had that in my mind to meeting this, this terrible woman at the cafe to like all of a sudden almost losing my, my most important social media account. Like all of this is leading up to my birthday. Right? So I kind of had this feeling like, I don't know if my birthday is going to be any good. Oh, which is just like a little hunch. Like I have a feeling this is not going to be the easiest, breeziest birthday of my life, right? I turned 33, which is, I think I shared the other day. It's the apex year in astrology, which means it's like peak year where we come to a close, everything that opened up for us in our Saturn return. So when we're 29 or 29 and a half, we start our Saturn return, which is this big coming into oneself like it's basically our time of maturing it's how we become adults and it opens up of course all of these challenges and things that are in the way for us to get to where we're supposed to be and become the person we're supposed to become and I just had a feeling that this birthday is falling on this really intense week and it's me turning 33 which of course is this big settling of so much. I just kind of knew, like, I think my birthday is going to be a little strange. And um, the beautiful thing about this birthday is that Leia is now old enough that she is so excited about birthdays and planning and preparing and wants to go and buy a gift. For, it almost became like birthdays are so important now because of her, right? Because of the joy it really it brings her. So Dennis and Leia did so much planning and together, like she had all these secrets she was keeping from me. She came the night before my birthday. She says, mama, I have so many secrets. I'm not going to tell you any of them. I'm not even going to tell you about the balloons in the car. I'm not going to tell you any secrets. And I was like, okay, don't even tell me about the balloons in the car. I'll, I'll never know. But, um, with all of this beautiful planning. And they woke me up in the morning with cake and a crown and flowers and balloons. And, um, she had bought me this really precious mother daughter necklace that we we share with like a little shell on. It was just so like, everything's so beautiful. And we have that moment of like, you know, they wake me up in the morning, this first moment of just family and togetherness. And it's so beautiful. And then I open my phone, right? Which is, what you do on your birthday like you always have messages and people congratulating you and the first message i have is a deeply harmful i mean really like unbelievable message from my mom and i'm not going to unpack this whole thing cuz it's just it's not worth my time to be honest but after like having tried to reach out to me over the past week and wanting to bridge the gap and wanting to find healing and I just shared for us to do that, I need to know that you're going to respect my boundaries. That was all I said. Like, here is how I need my boundaries respected. And I guess talking to a family member about major stuff is really bad thing to do in a week like this. Because it triggered the most defensive, the most gaslighting, I mean, truly, really harmful message I've ever received from her ever in my life. Just, just truly terrible. And all my birthday, <laughs> right? Um, you know, saying all my all my emotions, none of them are valid. Nothing is true. Everything is a lie. I was just like this forever denying of my very important experience. And no one needs a boundary unless they're trying to control people. So of course, no, you know, she can never respect my boundaries. It was just this insanity, right? And I'm sitting there with this major message of just like this is this is insane. This is insane. It was it's 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 wild. I don't even I I can't even process it. I can't even dissect this and break it down because there's nothing I can say that's gonna change who she is, right? I just know now that this door has to close. It has to be closed. I need to protect the same way I need to protect myself from astrologers out there thinking they can just unsolicitedly send me whatever without consent. Like this woman who did this crazy thing, you know, really terrifying thing to us a year ago. Like I couldn't have predicted that, right? I couldn't have protected myself against that. It really just came my way. And this feels so similar to that energy. You know, it's, it's coming from someone who, who, who isn't really anchored in reality the way I see it and it's really harmful to me. And the only thing I can do with really harmful things coming my way is to close the door. And of course, this being my birthday, like it just made my day start so terribly, so terribly. I mean, I had to cry about it with a friend for like an hour and a half. And it's so heartbreaking to really have to close this door. But just knowing like I'm not safe in this relationship and I'm probably not going to be. So this is the beginning of my apex year, turning 33, is closing this door, you know, to to someone I, I I deep down love so, so much and would have loved to see some healing and something beautiful come out of. And I just, my birthday started with this knowing that that is never going to happen. It cannot happen. And even having these conversations is just completely unsafe for me. I mean, it's it's just not possible. So the whole day like progressed from there and just became like kind of off kilter, you know, and this is the thing about relationships, especially when we are relating to people who mean so much to us, who we deep down, we love so much, you know, if it's family members or parents or kids, like it's so important that when one of those relationships is completely off track, when one of those relationships is out of balance, it just throws our whole lives off course. It's not just that relationship and things that aren't working in that relationship or boundaries that can never be respected in that relationship or whatever it is, the other person not listening to you or hearing you or whatever it is. It's not just contained there, right? That actually seeps into all of our lives. And I can really sense that, that every time I have an interaction like this where I feel like, oh, there's a really dark energy coming my way now. There's something not okay happening over here. I open up to that and it sort of takes over my life. It makes my whole life look dark. You know, it makes me feel like that on my birthday made me feel the whole day uh, worthless. Like I am actually worthless. I am actually, I went straight back into this old childhood pattern that, that I've had of telling myself, like, I'm not lovable, you know, I'm not worthy. Like, who am I to take up space? Who am I to be seen? Who am I to be listened to? I mean, I was just completely, (laughs) completely gaslit, you know. (laughs) When you've had a whole life, literally a whole life of a person invalidating your experience, saying that how you feel is not real, how you perceive something is not true, and so and so and so and so, that absolutely happened, never happened, right? Like that was my whole life. It's taken a long time for me to actually get to a place inside of myself where, hey, This shit is not okay. And I know that because I feel that this is not okay for me. And I can stand really firmly in that truth. And it's my truth. I am not okay with this behavior. Right. Took a long time for me to get there. To in an adult place in your life, have that same person tell you, your experience is not valid. You actually don't feel that way. That is actually not true. And you are totally crazy. You know, like this, like all of these techniques that people who manipulate you use. I mean, it threw my whole day off, right? So I decide to myself, I'm not going to read any birthday messages because people are probably just writing me because they feel like they have to. Like I just quietly told myself that, wasn't conscious about it. I just didn't open any other messages all day. I didn't read, didn't, you know, which is like one of the most beautiful parts of your birthday is to just to receive the love from people in your life, right? Have people sing for you. Like I didn't pick up the phone. I didn't talk to anybody the whole day. Um, Didn't read any message. And I was kind of, you know, like the day just wasn't good. You know, it just really was like a sad, kind of a sad birthday. And then by the end of the day, I feel like I had like gotten back to myself enough that I felt here. You know, I felt present again. I felt like, okay, well, here's my family. You know, this is my husband. This is my daughter. This is my priority. This is my actual life. And there's a lot of old like craziness happening over there. I don't have to go there. I don't have to be with that. I don't have to open myself up to the vulnerability of that. I don't have to accept behavior I'm not okay with. I'm going to focus here on what's really important in my life, which is my daughter and my husband and me. So by the end of the day, I was just, we went to dinner, we had a good dinner and I fell asleep feeling really, really good. And the beauty of all of this, look at me now, tying all of this together to the beginning of this show of having a challenging week like this, whether it's an astrological thing or not, of how we can either go into the trigger and the defensiveness of it and go down this spiral of he said, she said, but what about you and you did and so and so, you know, or we can go deeper, right? We can take what's coming our way and we work with it and we sit with it and we bring it into our spiritual practices and we really let ourselves be there. I mean, accepting ourselves in all of our mess and all of the pain. And this morning, <laughs> I mean, I could cry sharing this. This morning, I just, I felt back to myself, you know, I was in my body again. I kind of was like, oh, I cannot believe one message like that from her can ruin my entire day. I mean, really can put a wet blanket on a whole birthday. And of course the trigger is so big because it's, you know, it's, it's impossible for it not to be big. And in the morning I was like, okay, like, let me, let me have, I'm going to give myself this space now to have my, my big birthday moment. Now it's okay that it's a day late. So I sit at my tea table and I sat in meditation for a really, really long time. Drank two liters of tea and listened to music and opened up one of my favorite books to read. One of the it's like a book you open like you get one message a day, and um, I was just feeling myself and just feeling really joyful in my own body, um, like celebrating myself, you know quietly in my little room (laughs) I mean from the outside this probably sounds like the saddest birthday thing ever but it just really felt like a celebration of me you know by me alone and then I realized oh let me let me open up my whatsapp you know Let's see, let's, let me read one of, one of the birthday messages that I have. And I still have this idea that I get a lot of messages for my birthday, but it's all from people who like, don't know me that well, or they're just checking off a box, right? That's why they're sending me. It's just back to this old, old wound and pattern idea I have in my head that I am not lovable. And the first thing I open up is from Shuba, who is one of my best friends. (laughs) She has made, (laughs) she has made a video montage of pretty much every photo we have ever shared together. Like every photo we have taken together from when we met to us getting pregnant at the same time, to our pregnancies together, to our kids being born the same goddamn night. I mean, our kids are born four hours apart to pictures of our kids, to trips we've taken, to things we've and to little videos. And it's just like a very elaborate birthday greeting. It's not just like happy birthday, I love you, you know, it was just like this took time, this took care, this took intention, this was, it must have taken her a really long time just to dig up all of these things and it's paired with the most heartfelt, beautiful, just so precious message, you know, and I'm just watching it and I'm smiling so big and I just start feeling so loved, you know, sitting there at my little tea table watching this super, super beautiful video And then I go into the next message and it's a super beautiful message from an old friend of mine that I just, it was just like straight to my heart and I could really receive it, you know? And then I open the next one and it's a friend of mine who we used to be best friends when when we were like 15, 16, Sarah, and we've drifted apart. Like I've been lived away for so long. She's one of those people that every time I go to Sweden, we can meet and it's the same, you know? But we don't talk in the in-between. She's not like the person that I call every week or, you know, it's like we, we really have drifted apart, but it's still there. And I saw her right before we left and she was so excited that we're moving to Sweden and we really, you know, have this deep down closeness there. But it's 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 like it's not present, right? It's not now. It's like old closeness that I feel like I really want to revive this friendship as soon as I move back. I really do. And she, I mean, who could have just sent me a like, happy birthday, you know, and I would have just been so happy that she remembered my birthday. She has taken the time out of her day. Okay, I'm going to cry now to sit down with her guitar and, and make me a video of, of just this beautiful message and, and then our, a, a song we used to play when we were kids how I wish you were here, <laughs> Pink Floyd, wish, wish you were here. And she's just all out with her guitar, all out singing the whole song. <laughs> and she has two little kids and work and husband, you know, she has life. And this might feel like a small thing, you know, friends do for each other. But for me in that moment, like sitting with this narrative that I am not lovable And actually no one really cares and all this stuff that this thing that happened with my mom really brought up that I'm not worthy to then receive like that, you know, I just started crying. Holy shit. I bawled, I bawled my eyes out and she's such a beautiful, I mean, so talented. She's such a talented musician But it wouldn't have mattered. She could have belted that off key. You know, it would have been like, I would have reacted the same. And it's the best song, you know, Wish You Were Here. I mean, it's the best song. It's one of the greatest songs of all time. And I just cried. And I got to sit there and cry all the tears. I didn't cry on my actual birthday the day before. All the tears about motherhood and daughterhood and how challenging it is and how this journey just is not working out the way I really had wanted it to and that still in all of this I am so loved like I am so 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 loved and it's not about having 200 people write me 200 individual messages for my birthday but the fact that like I have real genuine friendship with people who absolutely at their core completely care about me and also in unexpected places you know Like this friendship I have with Sarah, like I love her. I mean, I've known her for so long, but because we don't talk every day, you know, I can easily tell myself the story that I don't matter so much to her, you know, and it's so important that we really catch ourselves with these stories that we're telling ourselves, which is also a mercurial thing, how we talk to people and how we talk to ourselves, how we listen or how we don't listen. And we can tell ourselves these narratives around, well, no one really cares about me anyway. <sighs> you know, these narratives around, I'm not actually not worthy of real friendship. You know, no one like remembers my birthday really, no one cares really. And then there's all of this care and all of this love there. And I could have not seen any of it. I could have gone on with my day and not even opened those messages because that's kind of how I roll sometimes. I shut down and I tell myself no one cares and then I miss out on the people who really care and it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy again where I feel alone and left out and you know and it was such an important <laughs> such an important day moment birthday for me to have a hard birthday and to still be able to have a beautiful birthday the next day <sighs> and this became a long podcast. <laughs> if you're still listening, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> but I guess the the center of it all really is this, you know, that we can take those hard things that, that were thrown and we can choose what we do with them, right? We can absolutely choose what we do with the challenges that are presented our way. Like... We can go into these long, defensive, aggressive, blaming, hateful narratives with other people that we feel are challenging us. And we can take a breath and then we can walk away. You know, there's other, there's other paths forward. We don't have to take that one reactive path. There's also the path of just taking a breath and not saying anything. You know, there's also the path of choosing, longing for healing over choosing the need to be right or choosing the longing for for healing and closeness over over choosing blame or going into old stories or it's kind of like the beyond chicken thing, you know, <laughs> like we can go with that surface level of stuff or we can sit with the love that's really, really there. And then have something to work with and have it really enrich and fulfill our lives. And today I'm sitting here just having had this wild ass week. I mean, and it's only Wednesday. (laughs) Oh God, it's only Wednesday and I have had a... I'm counting the weekend as my week because some of this was in the weekend. But you can have... I I mean, I had this wild, wild, wild week and I'm just really grateful and I still feel really hopeful and trusting and that somehow all of these challenging things that are happening are clearing the way for what's really supposed to come through. And I don't know exactly what the thing that's supposed to come through is, but I deeply, deeply, deeply trust that it's going to be good, that it's going to be healing. And I'm 33 and I'm on the right path. That feels pretty fucking amazing. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this wild podcast. I appreciate you so much. And um, <laughs> don't forget to spirit finger me. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio. And if you love this show, please go and give a five star review to this show on the podcast app. Of course, follow all the episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart, available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you normally get your shows. I'll see you next week.